Hey, this is Future Dave, and I forgot to mention there is no live show November 5th, so no episode next week. Want to say thanks to podcastbranding.co and based on his true story podcast.com uh, for understanding. I'll be speaking at podindy.com. So if you need more Jim and Dave, check out Jim at theaverageguy.tv and check out one of my other shows by going to powerofpodcasting.com. Here's the show. Ask the Podcast Coach for October 28th, 2023. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means it is Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from theschoolofpodcasting.com, and joining me right over there, you know him, you love him. Don't be fooled by cheap imitations. Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. We we dressed alike again. We're both yeah. in gray. Not sure what. Just maybe it's the weather's changing here in the U.S. and the Midwest. <laughs> winter is on its way. Maybe we're both feeling a little gray. Yeah, it got down to freezing last week. They're like, oh, there's a freeze warning. And I'm like, oh, surely you you jest. And they're like, I woke up, asked the woman in the tube, and she's like, it's 32 degrees. I was, I was like, oh, which is kind of depressing. Uh, but uh, you know what will warm you up? That's it. You get a nice cupping pot of a Java going, and there we go. And um, you are set to go. And, of course, that uh, piping hot cup of Java is brought to you by our buddy Mark over at podcastbranding.co. He said, going back to the first slide in the video. Thank you. Uh, because, Mark, I still don't have the right page. Yeah, it is. Podcastbranding.co. The beautiful thing about Mark is number one, he's a podcaster. So that whole like, oh, it's like a radio show. Yeah, he's got that. And he's an award-winning graphic artist. And he does something that I don't think everybody else does is he will sit down with you one-on-one. He'll go look at your website. He'll listen to your podcast to kind of make sure everything is in alignment because you're going for maximum impact. And that could be on your show's artwork. It could be on your whole website. It could be on a PDF for a lead magnet. Whatever it is, if you want to look good, you got to go see Mark. And then the beauty is, is when everything's in alignment, it just works better. So go over to podcastbranding.co and tell Mark that, hey, Dave and Jim are saying very nice things about you. Can you please make me look better? Because you got to remember, they see you before they hear you. So check him out, podcastbranding.co. And of course, a big thanks to our good friend, Dan LaFeb over there, based on a true story and based on a true story podcast.com this week, a uh, show 281. He's doing jobs. Do you ever see jobs? Do you ever watch jobs? The, have you watched much on Steve oh, jobs? I, the, there's about three different, all the Steve jobs. Yeah, there was stuff. one with Ashton Kutcher yeah. played him. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Interesting guy. So jobs, the Pacific and tombstone are covered this week. Check it out now if you need something to listen to. And who doesn't? Based on a true story podcast.com. Thanks, Dan, for your sponsor. You would think, I wonder if like, if um, like during commercials for anything on Steve Jobs, if there would be like a turtleneck company, that would be <laughs> something. Didn't he always wear black? It was always black. He, wasn't it a black yeah. turtleneck and a jeans? Yeah. And then he'd always have that one. Uh, he was kind of like Col- Columbo. Man, that's that's a dated reference. That that is that my is new nice. hobby yeah. is 
realizing I say things and a big chunk of the audience has no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, Columbo was a very old TV show back in the seventies when I was a little, I, I used to watch Columbo at my grandpa's house, like with the whole family. So, but Columbo would always go one more thing. And then he'd solve the mystery and, and Steve jobs was always had, Oh, one more thing. And then he'd pull out an iPod and everybody's mind would be blown. So that's always fun. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's uh, true. There was a study that came out, and I was like, well, that's interesting. The Ads Results Media, better known as ARM, has completed a 14-month study of podcast ads uh, and uh, perform. let's see, 14-month study of how podcast ads perform based on the number of ads in a commercial break. Um, the analysis takes into account over 80 million in ad spend and compared performance among different buckets of ad counts in an ad break. Uh, Jim, how many ads is too many ads for you? Like they're going to go, we'll, we'll get to this great thing that you want to hear right now. But first we're going to talk about this. Like how many, do we, do we have a duration? Do we have uh, a duration have, in there we, for like per, per hour? Or it doesn't. What? It just says there's, I didn't read the whole study. I'm getting this like cliff notes version from um, sounds profitable, but how many ads before people like really start losing their minds? Yeah. Well, for me personally, may, in an hour, I'm going to say maybe three. Yeah. Like that's probably what, what I tolerate. Yeah, it personally. says their findings show podcast ads perform best when there were only two ads in a break. Now, again, it doesn't say how long the show is. Uh, scoring 12% yeah. better. Now, they don't say what they scored. It was just 12% better than breaks with three or four ads. While they found no significant difference between breaks with three and four ads once breaks reached five ads and i'm like who do you think oh. you are radio like there are times i mean it takes me seven minutes for my little egg cooker thingy to cook an egg and there are times when i will walk in ask the woman in the tube to play a radio station she will play it ads are starting i cook my egg and as i'm walking out of the kitchen they finally go back to their program it's like it's ridiculous between breaks with three and four ads, once breaks reach five ads, performance dropped to 46% worse than breaks uh, with two ads. I, I just, to me, it's kind of interesting that I, I just, I just want to, I, you know, I'm an old curmudgeon guy. I'm like, there are other ways to make money with your podcast than, than ads. And it just seems like everybody, A, will make a show that's just like every other show. I ran into that a lot this week, you know, the interesting show where we interview interesting people with interesting stories. And I'm like, and what's the goal? Well, we want to get advertising. And I'm like, mm, okay. Not saying you can't, but then I heard this clip. Uh, we first, I guess, if we're going to, uh, to play this, we, I, I think this fits if I do this, right? Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Podfather, Adam Curry. So we'll, we'll usher in the, the Podfather here. And this is what he said. And I was like, mm, maybe. Podcasting is not all about making money and a career. And it's, yeah. ju it's just not. Well, first of all, you cannot serve two masters. You know, either you're making a great product and people and you can monetize that, or you're just out for money and you're going to make a product to, to, to reverse into it. This is no different than blogging. This is, and blogging became microblogging, became social networking. And 99% of all people, just will not make any money on social media or blogging or, you know, and then we went down to the lowest common denominator, which was banner ads. 
and clickbait mm. and stuff. And, and that brought down the CPM to, you know, pennies. And this is where uh, podcast advertising is headed now that we have DAI. And it's just because it, there's, there's unlimited inventory, so there's no scarcity. So it just, you know, there's, you, you name it, how much do you want? It's not a problem. It's just going to go. It's a, it's a race to the bottom. So, and I, I, I thought that was interesting because I was, PodPage redesigned their, their menu system. So I am up to 52 videos now. I think I have about four more to make and it'll be done. Uh, but I was going through how to put Google ads on your, your website, right? And it's not hard, right? Copy, paste, you got to get the right code and blah, blah, blah. So as always, Brendan makes it easy. It's, it's the Google interface. You're like, you have to find this thing. And so I'm, I'm sitting there explaining and it's, it's, you know, a mild hassle, but okay. But I'm like, Google, I'm like, I, I remember when Google ads were the rage. Everybody had Google ads on their website. And I went over and I, I asked Uncle Google, like, what's the average rate of a Google ad? You want to guess, Jim? No. Yeah, no speaking idea. of race to the bottom, it said anywhere from 20 cents per thousand impressions uh, up oh, to $2. And I was like, yeah. 20 cents per thousand, you know, web visits. And I was like, that's brutal. Like, I'm like, I'm not putting that. I'm, no, I'm not going <laughs> to. It's just like, so I thought it was interesting. And I, I think because... I'm not sure, but I just, I'm always under the impression that everybody wants to make money with their podcast. And I think it's always like, well, it would be nice, but I'm not sure how many people like that is like, if I don't make money in two years, I'm quitting. Um, because I have plenty of shows I do that like, if I make, I don't even care if anybody listens with some of my shows. It's just, it's just me getting out my art, man. I just gotta be creative, you know? So, uh, like with, with home gadget geeks, I know you've, you've added some affiliate stuff and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like on a scale from one to 10, where 10 is, I must make money. And one is, I don't care. Like, where do you fall in? Zero. <laughs> yeah, I don't it, I, like on that show. I mean, it's, uh, you, you've got to, I mean, when you think about making money, if, if that's your sole source of income, you have to make money. You have to make different choices, right? At that point, if you're going to decide to do that as a small business or as a business or whatever, you've got to make different choices. I can afford to, you know, last night uh, or Thursday night was a live show was scheduled, guest canceled due to COVID, which is kind of crazy. Like I, I you know, we keep thinking this thing is over, but people, st- people are still getting COVID or it was just, I had to wash my hands. Right. One of those two, <laughs> like one of those kinds of excuses. So, um, you know, if, if I'm making money, if I'm, if that show is my income, I'm finding a guest pretty quick and I'm putting something together to make sure that Thursday night show works. If it's just, if I'm just kind of doing it for fun, a hobby, whatever we call it, then, um, then I'm not. And so what did I choose? I took the night off. I took my wife out on a date. We went out to dinner and you know, you, you kind of just like, okay, well, this is kind of cool. I let the audience know, Hey, you know, no live show tonight. Most of them. I mean, most people like even in this show, Dave, we do tens of people live and hundreds of people recorded. So the live part, you know, we could have done it a different time. So I think the motivation of like, I can afford to say home gadget geeks is a hobby um, because I have a, I have a sugar daddy at Gallup where I work. (laughs) They're paying the bills, right? 
but if that's my only source of income and yeah, you can, I think you can make a podcast work uh, financially in a way to that it's a business and it doesn't have to, I don't know what, what did Adam, I felt like Adam was saying, if you do that, you sell out. And I, I don't, I just don't, I don't think that's true. I think there's great ways to make money on a podcast and what, yeah, here's a good example. Dave Garofalo, he listens, he's a, he listens yeah. to this show. So he'll, he'll probably be smiling oh, right yeah. now as he over at cigar authority, he runs seven ads a segment. They do a two hour show. Like he breaks all the rules, two hours, seven ads, every segment they, they go that, that, that they, you know, that they have for their, um, and, and they're taking breaks all the time. The ads aren't for the listeners. <laughs> The ads are for the advertisers because they all want to be on that show. Right. They don't want to be left out. So he's kind of reversed to that where it's like, you know, I'm going to play these ads. Probably most people don't listen to them. Although there's some funny ads in there that people can recite and sing along with. And when he takes one out, people get disgruntled, right? They're like, hey, where'd that ad go? I'm used to listening to it. So the ads have become, in his case, the ads have become a part of the show. And, and listen, Dave probably makes more money podcasting than anybody. Oh I man! Know. I mean, those ads are those ads are are, are you know they, they do pretty well for him. So you know that's fifteen ads a two hour show, maybe more. Yeah, and maybe more, right? And, it's still, and, well, it and there's it there's works. a guy that's using it to promote his business, which is the best use of that. And, and or, the other yeah, thing, yeah, another sure. report. I, I didn't read the report, but I heard about it, that most podcast sponsors, yes, they want ROI on their their ad spend, but most of them are doing it for branding. We just want to keep our brand in front of people. And that's that's yeah, that's the best sure. kind of sponsor. If yeah. you have some if it's mom and pops selling their homemade blue jeans and they're like, How many downloads do you get? And how many click like that is the worst sponsor. You want somebody that's like, here's a couple grand, just say our brand and this and point people at the website. That's the the best ever. And when it, we got some, go ahead. Well, well, hold on before, before we move on to that, but like, like in, 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 um, in Dave's case, Dave yeah. Buffalo, he, he has pre-recorded ads that he just runs right after one, right after the other. I think it'd be a mistake for him to try to host read those ads every week. I mean, what mm. a monotonous kind of like seven ads in a row host read, even with a lot of discipline. You wouldn't get the you don't get the the power the punch of a host red ad. I think host red ads are best one at a time. Yeah. Right. And, and meaning you do one and then move on. And you maybe you come back fifteen minutes later to another uh, another uh, host red ad. But I think that would be too much if they were all the same. I mean, his ads vary in tone and inflection and in music and and in and even in an accent. Right? But is so that is, you know, isn't that monotonous then to the audience to hear the same pre-recorded ad? No, some of them wait for them. Uh, like they, you, it's it's this effect. <laughs> like they've got this ad for Jose Dominguez that's got this jingle uh, that I even started singing <laughs> one time. I was walking up the stairs singing the singing the tune, right? And Sarah's like, "Oh, you're listening to Cigar Authority, aren't you?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Th there's that that time it's such a ridiculous commercial right i mean it is and he he kind of works on creating these really ridiculous commercials that people will listen to right and and it, he, even in in one of his ads he's got this this phrase where he just goes uh i don't know and i <laughs> i use that all the time you know it's someone I'm like, i don't know you know so i quote him 
So it's these quotable things, these memorable things. He's figured out how to do it in that way. And if I listen, if I tried to do that on Home Gadget Geeks, I don't know if it would work. It's not the same kind of audience. It's not the same kind of expectation. Yeah. That's how he started doing it. And he's gotten better as he went along. Ed, Ed tells me some in the early days. It was a little cringeworthy in the early oh. days of doing it. And you get better at some of those kinds of things. But he still makes crazy ads today that they play. And you kind of like, Dave, what are you yeah. doing? But it's so memorable, right? It's so memorable. It becomes a part well, of the show. And so have you ever seen the the local guy on TV? Like it's Crazy Al's, you know, whatever carpet barn or whatever it yeah. is like i don't care about making money i just want to sell carpet and you're like oh that's crazy but you remember him because he's crazy out down at the you know carpet barn or whatever um well that style of advertising how do we how do we reference it we go sunday sunday yeah. sunday imagine the first person who <laughs> did that sunday sunday <laughs> sunday right it, when people were listening to it, like, this is ridiculous. Oh. We all say that we have to turn it right. down. You know, if we're listening to it, we turn it down. We all think it's ridiculous, but man, that stuff sticks in your yeah. head and, 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 and goes along with people. Yeah. And so I think, you know, uh, Dave just made the assumption. Dave Groffalo made the assumption. He was just going to do ads in his podcast from the very beginning. And, and he doesn't, I mean, the money he makes from the show, I don't know, not certainly probably not as much as what he makes on the advertising side of things. He does have a retail outlet and he has a product that he sells. And that's a great way to do it. Most of us don't really have a product, right? I think most right. podcasters are just selling their voice. If you're just selling your voice, besides, you know, guys like Rogan, who were already famous before he was coming into this. It's a tough gig. Yeah. It is. It's work. You got to get famous. You got to make yourself famous. Well, and then Tim is saying, and he meant shows, not shoes. He goes, I, I do my yeah. shows because it's fun, and I occasionally get to hang out with you guys. So there is that. And then uh, yeah. Daniel brings up a good point. We're talking about ads and stuff, and he goes, yeah, yeah plus there's you know a thousand people who don't want to have, who do not have ad blockers, right? So just ad block. And, and uh, poor Twit um on Overcast, which is one of the probably top five podcast apps, his show just wouldn't play because people were using ad blockers. Was there some sort of, it was a network, I guess, that, I don't know. But anyway, something yeah. to do with ads, and it, it stopped them from uh, uh, getting their app. And, of course, Overcast gets all the heat, and it's like, we didn't do it. It's, you know, some ad blocking system blocked him. So Well, Leo's trying to figure out how to, like, he's trying to figure out it in a race to the bottom with ads, and he, in, in a space... By the way, if you're selling, if you're buying or no, if you're doing ads in 2024, I think it's going to get even worse. Like yeah. for, for Ross brands, 100 predictions for 2024, yeah. my prediction is it, it uh, it's, it's going to be, I mean, it's just going to yep. be, it's going to be really yeah. tough. It's going to be. Uh, so Leo's trying to do that subscription model, yeah. right? Where he does $7, you get access yeah. to, that's a lot trickier than oh. we think, you know, doing, doing all that to figure out. Okay, you get an ad-free version, and you're going to get the ad version, and how's this going to work? And he's trying to insert things in. I mean, he's had a pretty sophisticated post-production process for a while in the way he produces those shows. And they're messing around with ads on that thing to try and figure out how to get them in and how to get them out and some of that. It's I don't I would not want to be a producer over there at Twitch. Leo is the guy that I'm like, ugh, if anybody has the nerdy audience that is not going to like – scream and run away from crypto 
Like that dude should be playing with the whole streaming crypto thing because I think that's an audience yeah. that would do yeah. that. And that's direct payment. And then uh, I just, every time I, he's been asked about it and he kind of poo-poos and I'm like, oh dude, you're you at least test it. You know what I mean? Um, the Z man has a question. He's like, all right, so is there a balance and or limit to the ad space per episode? What would, what would, or should it be? Or is it a depends thing? It is a depends thing. It depends on your, your length of show. But the thing that I always say, and this is not, I repeat, underlined in bold, um, circled. This is not a benchmark. Radio is 30%. So if you're over 30%, I am going to vomit when I listen to your show. Um, I'm going to be really upset if it is 30%. To me, like, I don't know. I'm like one, a half hour, maybe two. If it, and part of it too, here's the depends. How good are you at reading ads? You know what I mean? It's like Jordan Harbinger. I don't know what that guy's doing, but I don't mind his ads. I think he usually works in a story. And then there's the Mark Marin method where he'll just be talking to Jim. And all of a sudden he'll be like, me undies is the thing, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, wait, he just went into an ad. And about the time you go, is he just, I can't believe he just did that. He's done. It's like, he just throws it in there. And then he goes on. Uh, Jason Bryan from Matt talk online says, I always put two post roll ads. It doesn't impact the actual show. So that's the standard. I run two to start mostly two 30 second spots. Uh, dynamically ad inserted. If you ever wondered what uh, DAI stands for, then I have one section or two. Uh, I plug two, uh, thir- I think that's uh, two 30 seconds uh, in shows, 45 minutes or more. So it's, there you can see 45 minutes. He's got a few in. And I know, I think part of it too is just talking to your audience. Because Todd for Geek News Central, uh, he said, I do two ads. He goes, I tried three once and my audience was like, what the heck? Like, what's the deal? And I, I found there was one study that said it's not the minutes. Like you, if you had a two-minute segment, right, and you had two one-minute ads, and then the next week you put four 30-second ads. So it's still two minutes, just a different thing. The four 30-second ad uh, has a more adverse reaction because people are like, well, surely Dave is coming back after this ad. Nope, here's another ad. Oh, okay, I bet he's coming. Nope, sorry, psych, you know. So um, Jason says my uh, my five-minute show one thirty second to start, just one, and the same, two post-rolls. Because post-rolls are, you know, pretty much who's going to listen to those. They're already gone. Uh, and then Todd the Gator has a comment. He says, uh, we make our own ads and reinforce where to reach us, how to send us a question, and our website. So my question to that, Jim, is that an ad? They're used. Uh, yeah, they're question. used. To, you probably, yeah, probably. Yeah, they're used as a transition to another segment of the show. That's kind of cool. I used to do that with my, uh, with my music show, and in between each segment, uh, you just hear this whoosh musicianscooler.com whoosh, and then it'd be another segment, and then whoosh music. I was just trying to beat my brand into their head. Um, I, I might bring yeah. that back. I was like, all right, I do it now. I have the stupid. Well, not stupid. I don't want to offend the ladies, but the whole. Uh, my, my original jingle for, uh, from music radio creative was, you know, the lady singing the school of podcasting with Dave Jackson. And then at the end of that, they went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I cut out the yeah, yeah, yeah. And I now use it as a transition. Um, and I always wonder if that's really annoying by the time you've heard it. Like, no, I think it makes a good, I think it makes a good transition. Uh, 
I, that's probably an area. Well, I don't make those kinds of podcasts, but that's kind of, I think, an area for people who have multi-segment podcasts, different topics, having a musical, you know, uh, jingle to separate those ideas. I think it's a nice, you know, you don't want it to be a long song, but I think it's a nice transition for people mentally to go, okay, I'm shifting yeah. gears, right? That segment's done. I'm shifting gears with this. I, I don't think that's a bad thing to do. I never, I listen to it a lot and I never get sick of it. You know, it's, 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 yeah, yeah, Well, yeah, yeah that's it. Done, it's like right? two seconds too. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's, I think I like transitions, especially if you're doing kind of a, a segmented show. I think we've all heard the Casey Kasem, you can't go into a, a dog dedication and then go into an up-tempo tune, you know? So if you are talking about one topic and it's kind of a, you know, it's a bit of a right turn to, to go into this other topic, you know, three seconds of music just lets people go, all right, give my brain a break uh, and go that route. Um, But I think you need to use it consistently. Yeah. Like that's one of those consistent things that if you're going to do it once, do it consistently across the show and then, do it consistently week or what, however, whatever your frequency is. Do it consistently in your shows. Because that's that could be annoying. If it was just every once in a while, you'd be like, why is Dave throwing yeah. those in there? That's kind of weird, yeah. right? Uh, Todd says, hey, sorry, I jumped into the conversation without contact. Absolutely no need for it. No, that was a good comment, actually, because that made me think, hey, is that an ad? Then we're a context-free that's show. It. Yeah, no, that was... Um, <laughs> Like I said, it made me think, huh, I should do that more. So, and it's good because, you know, anytime you want somebody to remember anything, you got to repeat it. So like, I hardly ever say, if you want to jump into the show, just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash question. Um, I did have, it was interesting because um, SP said he tried to jump in and ended up at some old dead link. And I'm like, mm. so he might've been doing, cause we used to have askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. But slash join now points at slash question, which jumps into our, you know, thing. So I'm not sure what's going on there. But if you ever want to jump into the video instead of just asking questions in the chat, uh, we are happy to have you. And that's every week. So, uh, you know, if you're listening to an old show and you're like, oh, I wonder what the link is this week. It's askthepodcastcoach.com slash question. And Jim, you know what the link's going to be next week? Uh, askthepodcastcoach.com that is question. it there we go speaking of repeating right. things uh, so that's that's uh, something to think about we should have said it one more time it, though you said yeah, it once right. and then I said it and you should have come back with you're right it is askthepodcastcoach.com <laughs> and of course if you're listening to this later and it's not live then it's just askthepodcastcoach.com slash ask and you can leave us a voicemail message and uh, we will play that on the show uh, much like it did you, did you ever look at getting atpc.com? Did you ever see Did you somebody's going to go grab that, that domain? No, I did. I, um, <laughs> I'm not sure it's for, it's a four letter domain. I, I think all of those are actually gone. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised. Let's, let's just go out there. It's it a, is odd because, you know, we're Americans and we don't like long phrases and, uh, you know, so anytime it's definitely taken. Is it's it okay? Taken. Well, somebody who's got some sort of weird program or whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, so we have a, a question. He said, "Hitting the marker button." If I can remember how to click the there we go the read button. There we go. Beautiful. So um, this came from Reddit, I believe. My podcast focuses on my local area. It's about one year old, and we have fifty episodes. Although. I I think it's a good show. 
uh, we currently only get about 175 listeners. Now, if we divide that by 20, it'd be 5, 13, uh, 8. I never do math live. It's a, That's more than a hallway of people if you are teaching classes of 20. Uh, but it's growing. That's good. When guests ask how many people heard the interview, I'm embarrassed. And I sometimes talk about the poor analytics of the podcast industry. My question is, how should I answer this question without having guests feel like they wasted their time? And so this, again, is where I think everybody thinks we have huge money. You know, everybody else has thousands and millions of listeners, and I've only got 175. So, um, Jim, any thoughts on this? I know I have a couple ways of, of explaining it. Oh, you, 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 yeah, you so start. I would go... Um, I would say, uh, so Jim goes, so yeah, I'll come on your show. Like how many listeners do you have? And I would say, you know, somewhere around anywhere from 150 to 200. So, you know, when you come on the show, it's like you're talking to a small theater, right? Let people like, Hey, if you got to, you know, get on stage in front of 200 people, would you do it? And they're like, how many are there? 200. Oh, that's a pretty big stage. I mean, that's my, my high school auditorium, I think held 300, you know, so that's pretty much the bottom floor, but not the balcony. Yeah, I'll do that all day. So that would be here again. It's the comparison is the the thief of joy kind of thing that, uh, well, you know, Jordan Harbinger gets six figure downloads. Yeah. Well, you're doing a show about, you know, Poughkeepsie or, or, you know, Beaver Mud, Mississippi or something, some hyper local show. And the other thing is, who is your guest? If your guest really fits the local show, like I've had people, I've been like episode three. Why? Because they were talking about marketing or something that people needed to start a podcast. And I'm like, well, you've got the audience I'm looking for. And while there's no audience there now, for me, some of my top downloaded shows are the first ones because they've been there, you know, by, you know, a decade later you know, people have gone back and listened to the whole thing. So I don't know. Is, what do you think is going on here with the, you know, Oh, I, I've only got 175. That doesn't mean those shows are the best. Yeah. Either. You know, they've got the most <laughs> downloads, but they may not yeah, be the best. That's true. Right. That you've ever done. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it is, it's a privilege to be able to have that many people. I think if it's five people, that's five more people than you started with in some cases. And those five people might be really, really important. They may become really important to you. Um, I, I've said for a couple of weeks now that I've been on a journey, both with home gadget geeks and maybe this podcast and the one I do for work that if I get, a, if I get someone who, who wants to talk to me or they've got a question, I've just been, you know, Hey, send me an email with some feedback. And then I send them a note back and say, Hey, can we chat? And I've done that. I think I did that four times this week. And each one of those conversations, Dave, was super meaningful. Mm. Now, the 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 you know the the in the in the case of one of the one of my home gadget geeks listeners pinged me, and immediately after that, uh, he's from from Northern Europe. So we we did a call, did a Zoom call my morning, his afternoon. We chatted for. In fact, I need to call him back. I, I feel like I didn't chat with him long enough, but. Um, and immediately he he uh, he jumped on the Patreon team as soon as we were done. N not once did we ever talk about that. I never asked. Hey, you know, I didn't do the hard sell at the end of the call. Do you think you could, uh, you know, if you're finding value right. in this Zoom call that we just did, right? Could you, you know, no. I it was the furthest, to be honest, the furthest thing from my mind. And actually, has a little, you know, at first you're kind of like, oh, yeah, I hope he didn't think I did that for for a Patreon subscription, right? I, I'm I'm genuinely interested in 
that in, in, in my audience. So, you know, I, that's the long play game. And I think that's easier to do when you're when your audience is smaller. And I, I just think it means a lot to take a few minutes, a half an hour, 45 minutes, whatever, give them a call, have a conversation, ask them questions. I did one of these at work just yesterday. It was one of the last calls I did of the day. And that customer gave me some really, by the way, they were not happy with the organization, you know, our company before the call. So this was a, hey, let me explain some things to you. Like when we got done, they were super happy. Uh, I got some great feedback from them and it was something I, and I made a, I made a really good friend in, in the, in the process of doing this, right? Yes. That takes one person at a time. And some people would say that's not scalable. I think you can't, I think you have to do it. If you're going to be in podcasting, you got to be willing to reach out one-on-one to your audience to, to figure out what they're saying and what they're doing. Stop doing, no, I shouldn't say this. Do surveys. They're fine. I work for a survey research company, (laughs) so I probably shouldn't say that. (laughs) <laughs> surveys are fine. I almost said, stop doing yeah. surveys. They're <laughs> dumb. Right. No, no, no they're, they're actually really good, but, um, uh, they're okay. Right. But w- when you get a note, when you get an email, when you get something from somebody, ask him if you can just talk to him. That's well, that's so obviously the guy at work was complaining. The podcast listener, what did he say that inspired you to go, okay, can we get on zoom? Yeah, I got a note who's and 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 he'd said, "Hey, a long-time listener, first-time email okay. type deal." Had listened since the early days of Home Server Show for me. And just didn't was we said we were talking about I had the host from Home Server Show back on to my show. And he was just making some comments how great it was in those days and he loves it when the two of us are together and some of those kinds of things. And and I just said, "Hey, I'd love it you got 30 minutes. I'd love to just meet you. And he's like, absolutely. <laughs> right. And so that's, that was just it, it, the, the, the feedback in the email just led me to believe, you know what, why don't I just give him 30 minutes? I probably should have gone a full hour and I'm going to, like I said, I need to call him back and give him a little bit more time, but that's, it was just a, it was just some feedback. But if you get some, say you get some, some not so positive feedback on your show. Hey, I don't really like the way you're doing too many ads. Go yeah. full circle back. Nice call back. You do. Say, well <laughs> it would have been even better if I wouldn't have <laughs> said it was a call back. <laughs> right. So you could say, Hey, I'd love to, I'd love to get some more info from you on this. Tell me about it. Something changes with angry customers or angry listeners or disgruntled people. Something changes when it goes one on one like this. It's super hard to be angry with someone when you're face to face. I mean, you can oh. do it. But what I have found most of the time is that just melts into like, oh, my gosh, I get to talk. Oh, now I understand. And you have these great conversations and you win the customer back. Yeah. The, um, so you know, lessons from marriage advice when I used to go to therapy for my marriage. Why do people yell? It sounds like a dumb question. It's like, well, because they're upset. No, because they don't feel heard. And so, like, yes. you didn't hear what I said at the first mm-hmm. time. Now I'm going to say it in this voice, do you not? You know, so, and I was like, and I remember once, the other thing, you, you talk about doing things in person. Some guy complained about a podcast or something like that. I forget what it was. And this was so long ago, we got on Skype. We got on Skype. And I'm like, hey, I really would love to get your input on this, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, I'm a fan. What? I'm like, well, you, you said you didn't like this and you were mad. He's like, well, that was just that one thing. So the whole thing was like, I thought he was like this majorly upset guy. He's like, no, it's just, I, I just thought that was boring or whatever it was. But the, the fun thing is about that is you've gone the extra mile, right? It's like they didn't expect that. 
And it's, right. it's, I don't know how to explain it, but they, they expected a band aid and you brought a whole ambulance. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, wow, I can't believe you got on those, you know, and you're right. That doesn't scale. I love stuff that doesn't scale. I want to be so busy. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And I add things like, I remember when I added unlimited consulting to the school of podcasting, I'm like, this could really blow up in my face. And I was like, well, if I end up with too much consulting, I will find a member of the school of podcasting who I feel really has a grasp on this stuff. And I will don them my deputy and they can help. And then I'll watch the recordings of what they did. And I was like, well, let's jump off that bridge when we get to it. And I haven't had a problem with it yet. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Do it till it doesn't scale. Right. That's the, I, I think oftentimes we think of these things and you look ahead and you're like, oh, that's definitely not going to scale if this goes big. Well, do it till it doesn't right. scale. Have some, have a plan. Like when it does get to that point, here's what I'm going to do to it. You know, we, we were in a spot where we had, we had with our customer service, we had really created uh, the role for just one person. And it wasn't at some point we got, we ran out of scale (laughs) and they replaced it with, with them with six. Now they weren't six full-time people, but it was, you know, it was was six part-time people were better than the one full-time and we had some global coverage and stuff, but we had a plan around it. And so we did it until it didn't scale. And then you're like, okay, we need to make some changes to get this done. But I think if you, if you just, uh, ignore it. You're like, Oh no, 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 no. That's not going to work. You may miss out, Dave. I've had some, I've some of the best ideas I've ever had have come from some of those kinds of conversations. I just had one of those yesterday where they said we were talking, I'm like, Hey, what if we did this? What would you think about that? And you, and in the moment you can't get that in an email, you're never going to get that in an email back and forth that, that moment of discovery where they go, Oh my gosh, someone's listening to me. And they get a chance to, and I say, look, I, I don't know if we're ever going to implement that, but thank you for your feedback because it's super awesome. And it changed my mind on a few things, yeah. you know, so back, yeah. back in the day when I was uh, a customer service person, um, one of the things I would do is you, you said a great thing. People have a hard time being mad at you in face to face, but if they are, people have a hard time staying mad. I remember once I was, uh, I uh, participated in this new uh, leadership program they were designing at a college. So I got to be one of the Guinea students, right? The Guinea pigs. And they gave you a tennis racket and a pillow. And at the count of three, beat the pillow as hard as you can for as long as you can. And it was, a, it was really, and they, the first they had you think about something that made you really, really upset. So I'm just sitting there, you know, thinking about my dad, <laughs> whatever it is, right? We're, we've all got our issues. And um, I just, you just close your eyes and you just beat this thing. And you could, like you ran out of gas real quick. So one of the things I used to do is if somebody was upset, I would walk in and they'd be like, well, you guys are doing this thing. And I'm like, okay, great. I said, can you like, I want to hear exactly what you're saying. And I would grab a pen and pencil and stand. And I would, so you could see me writing down what you're, and just the body language is what you're saying is important. So when you get on a zoom call, you're like, what you're saying is important. I want to hear this. Is it okay if I record this? I might listen to this later. Anything that just says, cause it, again, it goes back to, we all want to be heard. And so that's, uh, that's some good stuff. And I, I've, I've told the story here before. I, I meant to send an email out to 10 people on my email list that said, hey, I'd like to talk to you. And I accidentally sent it to my whole email list. And I had two weeks of back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back Zoom meetings. And it was the best mistake I've ever made because, mm-hmm. A, it's always kind of 
like Jim, you run to this when you go to your events and they're like, Oh, you're, you're Jim Collison. Like, Holy cow, it's Jim Collison. You know? So there was a little bit of that going on, which is always kind of odd on my side of the mic, but I get it, you know? So yeah, yeah. don't, don't hesitate. That's why we say if somebody emails you, definitely email them back. And maybe now it should be, Hey, thanks so much for listening. Can we like get on a zoom call? I'd love to meet you and just know more about you. Cause I'd love to hear about your experience. This could be, and people love to give that kind of feedback and say, Hey, you know, we've been doing home gadget geeks for 580, whatever episodes. It's like, Hey, I've been doing this a long time and I'm looking for something new. I just want to pick your brain on some people love that. Like come in here. Hey, tell me why, why do you listen to it? What do you like best about it? What is it like that kind of feedback? They're never going to give you that level of feedback in a survey. Right. Ever. You will never get that. Right. You probably, when you send it to your whole mailing list, you probably got triple or five times more responses to do that than you ever would have gotten on a survey. Right. Again, I work for a survey right. research company. I'm not, there's times for surveys. Yeah. Right. But if you really want to get meaningful feedback, that, um, yeah. Get 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 on there and and ask well, some questions. It's it's super it's super fun yeah. too, right? And it's I mean it's as it's as good for us as it well, is. Well, the beauty us. of that is you also get body language if you're on Zoom, right? You can see the facial expression and things like that. Yeah. And that's where I learned when I would ask them, "Is there anything I should do that could improve the show?" You have to shut up and and let that awkward pause go. And in many cases, they're going to go, no, no, really, I love the show. Don't change a thing. But if you let it go long enough, they'll come up with something and and explain to them, like, look, I got extra skin on. I can take it, that whole nine yards. And uh, I always say, just make something up. If you don't have an idea, just make something <laughs> up. Usually, if you if you get them talking, something will come, yeah. right? If you just kind of keep, you just like, oh, well, I mean, okay, I'll give you a second to think about it. I mean, and it can be super small just to, you know, think, think through one time you heard something and you're like, oh, I didn't like that. Or oh, that was a little cringeworthy or yeah. is it, oh, and then you can give them some ideas. Is it the way I say some things? Is it the segments we do? Is it certain guests we have on kind of, kind of get them thinking? Cause eventually they'll be like, all right, I don't want this guy to shut up. I'm just going to make something <laughs> up. <laughs> and well, that would say, be, I, I think if you gave them multiple choice, they would probably pick one. So I would do that last when they can't do anything. Right. So, but yeah, right. absolutely. Right. Uh, our here's an old friend we haven't heard from in a while. Our buddy Michael Delaney, buddy, good to hear from you. Oh, hey, Michael. says, uh, how do you guys check if your feed is up and going? Well, number one, if you subscribe to your own show, uh, that would be part of it. And then the other one, this is a website I use all the time. It's from our good friends at Blueberry, uh, castfeedvalidator.com. So I could go here. And mine is set up to go to that page. Here we go. So if I say, ask the podcast coach, oh, wait, I'm on the wrong page. It's going to say it's not valid. I was on the right one. Here we go. Because you can go over here, find your feed. Because if you're like, wait, what is my feed? Um, so ask the podcast coach. And it finds my feed. There it is. And so I could just click here and say, validate the feed. And so there's my feed, askthepodcastcoach.libson.com. Now, one way to find out if it's, live is just to copy that and throw it in a browser. And if something comes up, yep, then you know it's there. But if you get a 404 error, then you know. So if I came in here and made this a typo, so if I said ask the podcast co, right, then you get that. So if something comes up on the screen, it's there, but never a bad idea to validate your feed. So we'll see what's going on with ours. We got green checkbox across. It's doing more thinking. The server's good. The artwork is probably going to say it's too big. Nope, that's good. 
your bitrate mode is not set to CBR. That's not true. Uh, that's interesting. I'll have to check that because I uh, asked the podcast coach does have some dynamic stuff in it. And I would be very, very surprised if for some reason, because that's through Libsyn. I don't think when Libsyn does dynamic stuff, I don't believe they, uh, you know, we all know that CBR or VBR stands for a very bad rate. <laughs> At least it does in my book. Um, so yeah, that's how you do it. If it's there, it's there. Um, if you're using a host that you've, you know, you've paid, um, you know, go in, check your credit card. That's the number one thing at Libsyn that I see people like, Hey, what's interesting is we send, I think it's three emails. And the fourth one is, Hey, your, your site is closed. Um, and are we, uh, do we need to share your screen, Jim? Well, can we, can we do it? Can I nerd out? Oh, can, dude. Can holy a, cow. Can yeah. And now it's time for a power rant. If we do this, I think. No, that was the wrong. Oh, that, that was, was the wrong. wrong. See, I'm not even noticing. That was the wrong. It's, <laughs> hey, uh, my power rant is I hit, I hate it when I hit the wrong button. That's my power rant. That's there we go. Oh, there we go. waiting for this. It's time for Jim to get his nerd on. Now, in theory, I think I, I it's a little weird. Yeah, that I, oh, and we got the echo oh, in there. I just go back to the go hold back on, to the I can fix scene. that. I think I can do this. No, I can't. I thought it could wait. There's that. Don't want that. Oh, Dave, you're so awful at this. I want to add here this. Nope. There we go. There's your screen. There we go. There we go. Uh, Audio's good. Yeah, it sounds good. Okay. So, um, uh, a service that I have, uh, that I've really liked for this kind of, and this is more than just, is my feed working? This is my site working, right? Mm. So oftentimes, you know, you kind of think about whether you're self-hosted or you're, you're using a host provider or whatever, uh, you can use a service called uptime robot. So all one word uptimerobot.com. I actually interviewed the CEO of this, I don't know, six or seven years ago. It might even longer when it was just a really, really small company and they've done some good stuff. They've grown nicely. Um, but here's the idea. You give them your website and say, monitor it. And if it ever goes down, they send you an email. They'll say, Hey, it's been down. And they kind of keep track of how long it's been down. And when it comes back up, they send you an email that says, Hey, your, your site is back up and you can get some, you know, if you're, if you're working with a host provider that may not be very reliable, you may be able to go back to them and say, Hey, you're not providing the service that you, that you promised you'd give me. Uh, ironically, on the website we're seeing right here, GoDaddy, which is, is you know, that's a that's a, a pretty interesting shared host provider in the way you get that. But um, you can monitor those. They have they have free plans. So for most podcasters, if we have one or two sites, you can actually use Uptime Robot for free. The Dave, I know you often say, you know, free stuff goes away. In this case, they have a lot of corporate clients that are really kind of paying the bills. And then the free folks around it are, um, you can take advantage of that. When you, from a service perspective, you can see they not only do website monitoring, but if you had a cron job, that's an automatic job that's running in the background. It's providing something, it's doing something, it's putting something out. You could monitor that as well. Port monitoring at the local level. And then there's some new ones, new new to me, keyword, ping monitoring, SSL monitoring, and domain monitoring. So a, a lot of enterprise or a lot of businesses use those. For the podcaster, this website monitoring is worth the, the few minutes to sign up 
give them your website and um, and let them monitor for you. They give some ideas if it's up. If it stays up, you'll know because in the middle of the night, you don't know if it goes down. You don't know. You don't know it goes down until your audience says, hey, I can't get I can't get this or I can't do that. Um, uh, so if you've got any website that you want to say, hey, is this thing still up? Uh, uptime robot, all one word, uptime robot. There we go. Rich says, um, I've used Pingdom for monitoring website uptime, but I'd love a free option. Yeah, who doesn't love free? That's a beautiful thing. That's interesting. Yeah, try this one. Try this one for free. They've got some. It's a premium, a freemium model where you can you can purchase more um, services. But like I said, for just for just monitoring your website, uh, that's really where they got started, and uh, and you can get you know one site for free pretty easily. I'm uh, here. Let me share my screen. Uh, if we go to here, this is a site I use. It's called Fathom Stats. I like it because it's super simple. Um, like I can go here. This is we're looking at this. I'm surprised. I'm like, don't I have Ask the Podcast Coach on here? And I guess I don't. Um, no, really interesting. I'll have to change that. But um, I can see what pages are the most popular. How's my traffic? So most of it's coming from Google and Facebook. That's just direct. Um, there's um, people go, why do you do Reddit stuff? Cause I get a whopping 10 people in the last, this was last month. So not a ton of traffic from Reddit, but it's better than a poke in the eye. And then if you do things with campaigns and, um, UTMs, I, apparently I got one, two clicks from an episode description. So, and then a couple different, so it's fairly simple, but if you want to get crazy, like here, I got some from my newsletter um, show notes and email, et cetera, et cetera. And I bring this up because one of the things they do is you guessed it. They let you know if your website goes down and when it comes back up. So if you are doing something and you're like, Hey, uh, what's the deal? The other thing, if I wanted to, which is, I guess if you have a, if you're doing this for a client somewhere in here, you can make your your uh yeah like here podcast consultant apparently in here if i click on this yeah um i will share this i'll grab this whole link you can get a link and if somebody you know you could share it so if i paste this that's not the right here we go again with dave cannot copy and paste on a mac i don't know why it's command c not not control c there we go so these are the stats for podcastconsultant.com which doesn't get a ton of traffic Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. But you can make your stats public if you want to. I want to say it's nine bucks a month. It's not a not a ton of stuff, but it's um, that's just another tool that <clears throat> will let you know if your your website has gone down. And I know um, anytime my site goes down, which is not very often, it's like for you know forty five seconds or something, and I'm like, it's like. Yeah barely yeah. down by the time it, the message gets to me, it's, it's up. So, um, Jeremy. Well, it's, it's good to know. I mean, it's good to know that it, from, from that perspective, uh, is your host providing for you, you know, you, the uptime you expect. Yeah. And then just checking your website every now and then, like Michael's like, Hey, like I should probably check my feed. Right. So Jeremy says, I spent a decent amount of time working on my site this week. It's on DreamHost, shared hosting, and I found that my WordPress super cache had not been working for quite some time. So this is one of those times where what I always recommend is pretend you're a listener and go back and 
like send yourself an email, make sure your contact page is working, make sure, you know, just all the stuff you're asking people to do, go back through the, the path of a customer or a listener and make sure that all that stuff works. Cause it's embarrassing when you go, Oh wait, there's a typo in my name. Like I didn't notice that. So yeah, that I, I'm very close to thinking about moving my, my WordPress site to pod page. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, Hmm. Cause I just, I have 18 years worth of caca behind the, the wall of the school of podcasting. A lot of movies, yeah, Dave. It, a lot. To it's move. a lot of 301 redirects. Like this was yeah. here, and I'm like, mm. yeah. but every time, like right now on the School of Podcasting, if you go to the episodes page, you will see that uh, it re it basically duplicates itself. It's I'm using Elementor because I just got a thing last night. Hey, your Elementor uh, premium subscription is coming in November. It's 149 dollars a year just letting you know so like get your which is good you know that's that's if any time yearly thing you should have something to let people know hey we're going to just charge you a decent amount of money if you don't want us to do that then you know cancel this now so hansel it's it's really the billing department that's sending that out like we don't want to have to refund your stuff in a month when you forgot that you had this subscription and so just to give you an idea i use elementor uh, and I, uh, second line themes, I think is what I'm using. So, you know, here's my, my episodes and I'm getting this weird thing now where I don't know why it's putting this weird line of code in the middle of my paragraph, but like, okay, whatever. So we go down and if, if these weren't in the middle of the paragraph, I'm pretty happy with this page until you get to the bottom and you're like, Hey, didn't we just see these episodes? And you're like, Oh, Dave, you have that code in there twice. And you're like, uh, no, I don't. And I've, tried multiple things and blah, blah. And I'm like, I think this now is not Elementor. I think this is some sort of thing in WordPress, but for whatever reason, and I go in and I look at the code and it's just weird. As I scroll down, I see my whatever, nine or 12 episodes, and then they just start repeating. And I'm like, why is it showing? And my answer is, I don't know. And I don't feel like paying somebody right now to figure it out. I'm like, it's kind of bad on my branding, but I've, I've, I've had one person notice it that said, Hey, do you know your episodes repeat? And I'm like, yeah, I know. Um, you know, so <laughs> one of those, one of those problems, throw up Jason's comment there. He says, uh, uh, uh Jason Bryant said I had a rogue plugin mess up this week. Maple Grove, that's yeah. our host, my host, Maple Grove partners, uh, found the issue without saying we don't manage WordPress or, or blame, you know, you know, the blame game of customer uh, answer. Maple Grove for the win. Yeah. And Dave, can you show, can you show the, I, I have the uptime robot uh, stats up just for folks, just to kind of circle around on that. You get this, and this is, I'm on their free plane. You get this app up to 50 monitors and you can see right here and it's refreshing every wow. minute, which is kind of cool. You can see uh, at Maple Grove, no downtimes in the last 24 mm. hours, seven days, or last 30 days. Doesn't mean we don't ever have, we have zero downtime. It does happen, and he up he updates stuff and reboots. But I love I love Christian as a host provider because, like Jason says, he can be, um, uh, he can be. Oh, we'll come back to you, Dave. Um, he can be. Sorry, I stopped sharing my screen. Didn't know I was I was thinking in the Streamyard yeah. days it would come back to <laughs> to this. Um, he thinks a little, uh, he thinks a little beyond just hosting. He wants, he, you know, he's kind of thinking through like, Hey, how do you have the best experience of your site? P 
possible. And I want to make sure you, you know, that, that, that service is there and he knows how to troubleshoot anything. So it's, it's kind of cool to have that kind of service for your, for your website. So Jason, thanks for sharing. Yeah. I, I have no, like, um, Oh, I want to say Christopher, but that's not it. Christian, Christian at Maple Grove. I have no qualms with Maple Grove partners. I, I kind of wish I had a little more control over my email address at times. Yep. Yep. And I'm, I'm thinking of moving it to like fast email or there's some program that I'm like, just a, just to, cause I'm not constantly, but probably once a quarter, I'm like, Hey, Christian, my email's weird. And he'll, he usually just increases. I have a huge like inbox now. And I'm like, I'd kind of like to get that off his plate. Um, but speaking of, uh, subscriptions and stuff, Gary says, I canceled my Evernote for increasing from 80 to $129. I'll have to check because I use Evernote. I think I have not the free plan, but the one above it or whatever. But that's a bit of a hike. Um, but on the other hand, hey, let's let's raise the minimum wage. It won't have effect on anything. Well, all those Evernote play. <laughs> it's like, um, but speaking of that, speaking of Evernote, if you get it in today, the question of the month is if you're listening to a podcast, Jim, this is a good question for you. Let me put a marker for that. Um so you're listening to a podcast, right? Somebody's interviewing something. They're saying whatever it is. Something comes up and you're like, oh, I want to mention this on the podcast. How do you remember, capture, whatever you want to call it? How do you get that information into your podcast six days from now? Like, what do you do to remember that? Oh, that's a good question. Because I have a couple and none of them are great. You know, I generally just, I, I've got, uh, you know, this is going to sound like I do everything with tech except those kinds of things. I just, <laughs> I have, I have a notepad that I just oh, keep there, with there me. you go. Yeah. And I write, I write it down. Like, that's just one of those things I've never completed. I've never completely moved to digital or notes. And it's just, it's never really worked for me for whatever reason. I just, I've tried, tried different way of capturing things and organizing things. It just never really worked very well. So yeah. I still, if I'm, if I want to remember something, I, I write it down. My, uh, I remember back in the day when Palm Pilots first came out and I had, and oh, I had a Palm yeah. Pilot and I had a friend of mine looked at me, he's like, Hey man, paper doesn't crash. And I'm like, oh, you know what? You got a good point. Um, it, it's true. Dan, Daniel has come to my rescue. Uh, he says, Hey, uh, cash feed validator is wrong. I checked the latest, ask the podcast coach episode manually and it's constant bit rate. It is 48 K instead of 44 one and not variable bit rate, but maybe it's because the encoder love, uh, he's not sure, but yeah. So I'll have to let Todd know. I'm like, I don't know what you're using to check uh variable bit rate, but it's not accurate. And then Dan, I love my, my audience is coming and troubleshooting my website. Dan says my, the thing on um, the school of podcasting goes, doesn't look like code. It looks like two lines of text overlapping. So maybe it's a, uh, which is a, a div is a HTML tag. So maybe something's not correct there. So thanks for that feedback, Dan. Um, and then speaking of Evernote, it's a stampede. Uh, Daniel has also canceled his Evernote. $49 a year to $129. They tried to get me to stay at, I think, $69 a year, but it's not worth that to me anymore. I'm moving to Apple Notes. My problem is I have everything. Now, I can move to Notion, but Notion is one of those things like, it slices, it dices, it even juliennes. And I'm like, I, I just need it to slice. I don't need dicing or juliennes. And I'm like, I could... <laughs> yeah. So thanks, but, but no thanks on that. But, uh, 
Yeah. So paper and pencil is is Jim's official answer. That is a good answer. It works as long as you don't lose the the paper and pencil. Then you're. Yeah, for the for the yeah. most part, it works. I mean, it, nothing's perfect. Nothing is perfect yeah. in that. And it it is to be fair. It is a combination of those things. But it's mostly like during a show, I'm taking I take physical notes uh, on a piece of paper. It's just I've I could type them in, and I've quite I've even got quiet keyboards for that, so I can be typing it. I just find when I'm multitasking, I write faster than I would type when I'm trying to listen and write at the same time. And the typing just is it's just a mess by the time I'm done and things don't go right. And you're like, oh, oops, oh that you know. So if if I, I have found oftentimes just grabbing a piece of paper is the easiest way. And then maybe that gets transferred to something else eventually to, you know, an email gets sent or it gets on my calendar. I'll be honest, I use a calendar like a to-do off mm-hmm. sometimes. If I need to remember something or do something, I'll just schedule it on my calendar to so make sure I don't miss yeah. it that way. Yeah, this has me thinking now. I'll have to if I'm moving from Evernote, I'm not sure where I would would move to, but uh somebody who who might have the answer to that would be of course maybe one of my awesome supporters. Uh, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, it's super easy. Just go to askthepodcastcoach.com/awesome. And uh, you can become that. And for the record, there are people this week, we had a Northeast Ohio podcasters meetup with the one and only Glenn the Geek. And if you're an awesome supporter, you got a copy of that. Uh, so when I talk about bonus content, and we asked him about selling his his podcast on how he went through that. So that's uh, some bonus content that you're not getting here on the show. Uh, also, this show is brought to you by... Uh, the School of Podcasting, where we have courses, coaching, and community. And I mentioned it earlier, unlimited one-on-one coaching. Uh, and um, that's not true. That's an old slide. Uh, the supporter of the week, of the I should be, yeah, of the week, is the one and only Ed Sullivan. So if you need an editor, go check him out over at soniccupcake.com. And as I was putting together this slide, I was like, I just love the name Sonic Cupcake. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I just do. It's like, it makes me. Because cupcakes are That's delicious. It. That's and it's, it makes me hungry. And um, yeah, so Ed, thank you so much for your support. Um, Ask the Podcast Coach runs on PodPage. And uh, now with its new fun interface, and uh, it does some really cool stuff. As I as I had to dig through every single feature of PodPage, uh, I think one of my favorites, they have an episode signature. So if you want something added to the bottom of your episode on every you know episode on your website, not in the apps, uh, check out the episode signature. Uh, and if you need more Jim Collison and who doesn't, uh, check him out over at, uh, check out Home Gadget Geeks over at TheAverageGuy.tv or speaking of PodPage, go to HomeGadgetGeeks.com. That runs on PodPage as well. And we're on our journey to 40 awesome supporters. It's time. If you've been thinking about it, now's the time. Go over to AskThePodcastCoach.com slash awesome and you can be an awesome supporter today. And remember, when you sign up, we give you a big to-do and a big... There will be horns. There will be loud music and dancing uh, when you become an awesome supporter. So thanks so much for that. And now I'm always like, did I miss anything? Oh, here we go. Um, Dan has, I thought of, forgot about this one. I migrated from Evernote to OneNote many years ago and have since moved from OneNote to uh, Obsidian. 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 Obsidian con- now I've heard that name yeah, a, and open that's open. one of those things where I've never heard of it. But the few times I've heard it, the people that know about it go, oh, my God, I love Confluence. Like, 
I think that's an Atlassian product, I think. So they're a big open source and it's a lot of tech companies use those products to keep track of all their stuff, all their notes and such. Yeah. Um, but man, I used to teach classes on OneNote many, many years ago. And because uh, that used to be free. I th- I think it's a I think it's wiki based yeah. too. I think I could be wrong. I could you, be you thinking could do about some cool stuff with OneNote. That's the reason I like Evernote is like I have a contact in my Google Contacts first name ever last name Note, and so if if something <laughs> comes up and I'm like oh I want to put this I want to save this for later I can forward it to Evernote and it goes into a notebook. So the easy it does integrate with everything, but I. See, that's one of those where is how valuable is it? Because I'm like, mm. I I think about that sometimes. Anytime we get into transitioning, um, you have to think about okay, how how much time does it take to just migrate all that stuff, and then you have to tack on learning curve, and do I how many extra steps? We were talking about um, yesterday. I was doing consulting for Libsyn, and I was explaining how. You can set up your default. So if you publish every Tuesday at 4 a.m., you can go in and say the default is every Tuesday at 4 a.m. And oh, by the way, set this to that and set the category to this. And it was funny because I said, now go go back to the dashboard and click on new episode. I said, and scroll to the bottom. And the guy's like, oh, that is so cool. He's like, I know it's like three clicks. He's like, but the fact that I don't have to make three clicks, he goes, I don't know why, but that's just cool. And so it is sometimes it's just the little things when you're doing, if it's something you do every day, if you can eliminate three clicks, I know first world problems, but uh, there are just times when you're like, oh, I'm so glad I like, uh, what was I doing this? Oh, when I'm making these pod page videos, I upload them. I was using Loom in this case, because I don't care if it gets shared because that's one of my free courses, but I would upload it. I'd go to edit. Um click on settings, click on upload thumbnail, click on save, go to the back, click on add a link. And then I had a text expander where I would type in hashtag TPP and it would put in the, the link to tripod page. I write So all these little things, but when I was doing those manually, it was like, ugh. but I had a bunch of uh, text expander stuff that made it super easy. So uh, sometimes those little things can just stop you from losing your mind. Um, Dan says Confluence is, boy, we're learning all Atlassian, Atlassian, uh, wiki based. Yes. Not free, but I already pay for it for work. Obsidian is open source text-based. Basically for me, it's just using tools I'm already paying for. And that is always a fun, uh, I, I I think I've talked about that before. There are times when, well, the, the stuff now that I'm uploading the, uh, the new videos on, I forget the name of the program, but I bought like a lifetime access to it like three years ago, and I'm looking through all these different video platforms, and I'm like, oh, wait, I have one. So that's one of those where I I saw somebody yesterday, and as I was doing research for the show, that somebody was thinking about moving to a different media host. And I said, what are you hoping the new media host does that the current one doesn't? Because you might want to make sure that what you have, you know, you might actually already have it. Like I had a guy this week, um, that wanted me to cancel his um, subscription. Uh, it was a Glow customer. So Glow is Libsyn's Patreon alternative. And he's like, I don't want to have to load iTunes to listen to this thing. 
because he wanted to listen on the web. Well, it's a private podcast. It's like you, you here's the joy of it is you can listen to it on whatever app you want. And so he's like, I don't want to have to listen to, uh, you know, on, on Apple. And I said, well, if you, and he was really kind of grumpy and he's like, I really just want to be canceled. I'm like, okay. So I canceled his account. I'm like, just for the record, you know, just if you, you know, um, you could have copied and pasted this per my last instructions into Google podcasts and listened on your website, at which point he was like, okay, so how do I turn this back on? So, you know, there are options sometimes that you have that, you know, it's like, oh, I didn't realize I had this option already. So make sure you know what you got. And uh, there you go. I Dan is throwing out more options. I thought about this. I, I used to have a class on Trello for the School of Podcasting. Um, Trello is is kind of Evernote, but much more visual. And so. Yeah, kind of project management. Tool yeah, too. it is. You can. Yeah, you're kind of painting with peanut butter with that one. But it, I've seen people do a lot of really cool stuff. I've seen people use it for feedback where people can vote. Like, here's an idea. And then you have your audience vote on it and things like that. But um, most of my stuff is like keeping receipts for travel. I do that a lot as well. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it took me 55 years. That's how old I am to, to figure out, I'm not good at any of those, like keeping track of things and, and making big, you know, big charts of things and all, all of, you know, the, the stuff, lots of notes and organization. That's not my, I don't like doing any of those kinds of things. I am a in the moment. You'll, you won't find a more in the moment firefighting. Uh, every day is different serving customers than me. And, and realizing that for years, Dave, I tried to be that project manager guy, that project, you know, keep track of stuff. And I was terrible at it. I was, I would get into all of these and this is maybe why I'm still using paper for these kinds of things is because I'm just not, I just don't like doing it. I get bored by it really fast. Now there's some people who are just great at that. My favorite thing to do is just partner with those people who are great at those kinds of things. And then oftentimes they don't like being the front person. They don't like to being up front. They don't like being the one dealing with the customer or what, having those conversations, conversations wear them out sometimes. So I've found great, um, you know, uh, uh, great success in not trying to be that project. Again, all these tools are out there. I think sometimes as you think about your podcast, you, you spend some time and a little bit of a strength-based philosophy here, but think through, you know, like, what am I really good at with this? And how do I do more of that? And then if you're finding you're getting frustrated, Dave, in your case, say like you, your, your website's not working and stuff, stop trying to code it yep. yourself and just get like you did with Mark. Like, you try to make your own graphics. I did yeah. too. We're not very good at that. <laughs> like let the pro do it, right? Let the go out, like buy that stuff and, and focus the time on doing what you do best. I did during the pandemic, you know, I was doing five or six podcasts a week and I never got tired of it. Cause it was, it, we were busy. There were things to be said and things to do. Um, there are folks who looked at me and said, you are nuts. Like how, how could you, that's a lot of work. And I'm like, yeah, but it's what I'm best at. So I think in this, as we think through all these different tools, some of you may be thinking, oh, I so desperately want to do that, but I'm terrible at it. it embrace it, my friends. Embrace yeah. it for what it is and get some folks, um, you know, who can 
who can help you with that or do it for you or do it as part of the team and figure out how you can add value to the, what they're doing. Yeah. In, in I office. picked up a client this week. I don't do a lot of editing and it's not my favorite thing, but he's like, I don't need people to, he goes, I just need it to like, make it sound a little better, slap on my music, throw an ad in the middle. I'm like, well, I can do that for you. He's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, how often do you publish and this and that? And like I say, realize I travel from time to time. So there may be times when you have to get episodes ready. So he's making an, an informed decision. And after two episodes, he's like, I should have done this so long ago. He goes, because I like podcasting again. So take the things that drive you yeah. nuts. And, you know, if you got the budget, farm them out. Um, Chris has an interesting question. Um, I have a client that went on a break. And there's one thing I asked you a couple of weeks ago, Jim. I'm like, because you occasionally, like you said, the guest didn't show up. You take a break. Jim is taking like a one week break. What's the longest break you've ever taken? Do you know? Six weeks. Okay. And, but you, you, did your numbers get affected at all? Oh, for okay. Sure. Yeah. 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 For sure. Not, and not drastically. And they come back. Right. So like, but yeah, yeah. There's a little draw when you stop at work. This was at work where I took the six week break. You can, I mean, you can see a definite drop and then it, it's slowly been coming back and that's okay. Yeah. I, like it's, it's, I brought back the, the Akron podcast and it's to, again, local show that I have never really put all my efforts into. Uh, but I think I was up to like maybe 50 downloads an episode, you know, hyper local. Um, I quit for months and was like, you know what I'm, I'm what I'm doing is I'm, I'm finding stories, having chat GPT summarize them and, so I don't have to do that. And it's yeah. making it much easier. And again, as always, super double checking to make sure it's not making up facts. Um, but it was, it was months uh-huh. and I went from 50 downloads. I put out my new episode seven and I was like, ow, yeah. that, that, that hurts. But, um, yeah. but like you said, I checked the last one. We're up to 22 and I'm like, okay. So people are like, oh, it's back. Okay. So, but Chris has a different one. He goes, uh, I had a client that went on a break from their podcast for a few months. Not a great idea. You know, what are you going to do? And he goes, and stop their Libsyn payments. Podcast is still up. Um, send me an email with either the name of the show or their login or something because their show's not closed. Because if your show was closed, the, the longest it would go would be till the end of the month. Like if you cancel it, it'll be like, okay, like today's the 28th, uh, November 1st, your your file should not work. So something you got some explaining to do there, Lucy. There's something's not right there. Uh, or it's still being charged on a credit card that they're not looking getting automatically yeah. off or with some of those. Yeah. It's, it's coming. It's probably coming from yeah. somewhere. Or I've yeah. seen this and it's, it's rare, but it happens. People like I will go in and click their files and like, Nope, they're dead in lips and you're, you're closed. And then you go to their thing in Spotify and they work. And you go, well, I don't know what Spotify is using for a source. It's not Libsyn, but Spotify is looking at something different. So um, that's, well, I clicked the wrong button and I'm gone. Bye, Dave. Bye, Dave. (laughs) Uh, Let's do the undo. Uh, Sure. Undo hide overlay. There's Chris is back and now I'm back. And those are the things, those are the things Dave edits out in post. So. Excellent. So I will, let me check that into that. Um, And then um, SP had a great point here. He goes, what I want to know is I'm looking for that magic 10,000 downloads per episode in a 30, in 30 days in my media host provider. Well, SP, that leads us to our next question here, which is this person said in Reddit, and I was kind of like, eh, really? 
but you know, we're not here to judge. Uh, he says, I'm looking to learn which are the unsaturated podcast genres um, which you'd like to listen to. I'm thinking of starting my new audio podcast and I'm looking to understand which podcast topics and genres are least saturated now and that we need more of. Um, I can tell you one that's is really popular. And that of course is true crime. Do we need another true crime podcast? Uh, I think my answer to that is, but that's just me. I don't listen to true. Now, if I love true crime, I might be going, Oh yes, please bring more. Uh, any idea on top of my mind is an immersive scripted Friction, friction, yes. That's a whole different kind of pop. Scripted friction, yes. Immersive scripted <laughs> fiction podcast. Wow, chicka, wow, wow, uh, podcast. But I'm looking for a second opinion. Thanks for your advice or help. So here's the, I, I have an idea. I want to do an immersive scripted fiction podcast. Well, then do a, an immersive scripted fiction podcast. I, I think if we try to pick like something based on, I mean, it's, there are tons of genres out there. I think if you go to Pacific, I want to say dash content or pacificcontent.com. I know they've done that before. And like comedy and business, I think are the most crowded. Um, I know anytime I see somebody do a real estate podcast, I'm like, there are a lot of real estate podcasts, uh, which makes sense. You could do a hyper local one. Hey, if you're buying a, a house in the Akron era, come see Dave, you know, at, you know, Dave Jackson Realty. Something like that. So I see a lot of those, and I see a lot of golf podcasts because it's hard to rank for the word golf when there are already 478,000 podcasts, you know, that are the golf podcast or, you know, I think my favorite is still Thinking Outside the Box. I think there are 26 shows named Thinking Outside the Box. So I, I, I get where they're going. On one hand, I applaud you for having a bit of a plan, but there's part of me that goes... Because originally when I saw that, I thought they were looking to monetize. Like, what's the, I, I always love when people go, what's the topic I can talk about that requires the least amount of work that pays the most? I'm like, yeah, don't start that podcast. That's not the reason to get into it. But um, I just, to me, you know, go ahead. You, you think about what Elon Musk has done with space, right? right? And 15 years ago, recovering, you know, oh, recovering booster rockets. At, NASA would say too expensive. Can't right. be done. Too expensive. No, it's just it's just not going. We don't have the budget. It's not going to work. And Elon Musk comes along and says, "I'm going to make this yeah. work," <laughs> and throws a whole bunch of money at it, right? And commits to it. And we we land rockets now, which is which is right. We bring these boosters back. Um, I, I think sometimes you know we we think you know what if Burger King would have never. They say, ah, McDonald's has got this wrapped yep. up. It's it's just, there's too many, you know, wings are really popular right now. I, I can't ever, there's a, a, it seems like there's a new wings restaurant opening up all the time. In fact, new restaurants open up all the time. You, I don't think you can go, I think you got to try and you're going to fail. Many of them do fail, yeah. right? They get out there and they fail. To the, to the rocket, you know, to the space thing. There's a couple other companies that are trying to do things that aren't working really well. They're putting a ton of money into it and it's not working. I think you've got to like anything. If you want to do it, you got to get out there. You got to take a risk and try it, right? Yeah, you may you may flush the money down in the process. You may you may fail in that, but you won't know for sure. I questions like this say to me, 
tell me what's a guaranteed winner because I don't really want to try and fail. And sorry, guys, it's that that's just part of the deal. You've just got to get out there. I, I think oftentimes what's holding me back uh, on some podcasts is that the fear of failing. And so I go with the safe and safe is okay, but you know, taking a big risk and trying something new or trying something different or trying a different form. Well, look, <laughs> Rob Greenlee on his new podcast, put music, a little oh, music man. bed behind, right? He thought, well, I'll give this a try. Oh my gosh. The audience feedback was blistering now. And he, he said, I guess I won't make that mistake again. Was it a mistake, no. Rob? Like you got feedback from an audience, an already established audience that is used to a certain kind of podcast flavor. And you had a few people who gave you some pretty hard feedback on it. But what about a new audience segment that may want a music bed going on in the background? Yeah. What if we just wiped out all those old curmudgeons who just want to complain about everything around podcasting? And what if we got them out and you actually attracted some new people? who liked that, who would have a new voice that maybe have some new opinions, right? So in him just saying, well, I'll never do that again. Well, maybe that's quitting a little too early. Like, you know, who are we trying to, who are we trying to attract to that thing? I don't know. Did you listen to, did you listen to that? I did. The the minute I hear a show and it's, you know, we just got some music in the background. Now I would do this to do a segment. Like if I was doing an ad, I'd be like, Hey, Jim Collison, HomeGadgetGeeks.com. You love him, you hate him. It's like, you're home, you know, I can see that for an ad, but if this just keeps going, here's the problem. I'm a musician. And so when I hear that, I'm going, yeah. I bet that's in, that's an E. C, D, G, E, C, D, G. Okay, so that, and I just said, hey, consider the source. I'm a musician. That's going to drive me nuts. So, and I think DR even was like, yeah, it's, some people find it distracting, but you're right. Some people might like, you know, because I know there's a lot of YouTube people that throw little music on it. It's like beep, 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 happy, funny music, and they're bouncing around and that whole nine yards. So, yeah, well, you just have to be careful with your audience making decisions like, who am I trying to reach yeah. with this? And if you let your your existing audience, who is used to one style, dictate what you do next and you listen to their advice, this is where I recommend not listening to their advice. So if you're trying something new and you're getting feedback from an existing audience, Maybe don't listen to it because if you're trying to reach new people, you've got to do new things. Yeah. And so, you know, in, in in Rob's case, I'd have been like, oh, I don't, I didn't, I'm not a musician. I'm right. not you. I listened to it and I was like, oh, this is kind of, this is kind of interesting. Like, what could we do with well, this? It, right. So one of the hardest yeah. question is what are you going to do to be different than the other 50 podcasts that are already talking about, you know, the right. Denver right. Broncos or whatever. Okay, we're going to play music under ours. Does that make it hugely different? No, but it makes it different. And some people might like that because they're on the treadmill or whatever, you know. So, you know, and try it. There was a, there was a radio show here in Omaha that did that for a lot of years. Z92 here in Z92, Omaha. Z92. Uh, all right. Doesn't that just sound cool? They, uh, oh, Todd and Tyler in the morning. Todd there, and Tyler. And they, woo. Yeah. You know, it, it, they went, they went syndicated with music playing in the background and they, it was all talk. No, they, they completely stopped playing music in the morning show, except behind their voices. And it was just you, very faint. You could just kind of hear it, like just barely hear it. And they got really popular and went and, and kind of went syndicated. Right. 
um, I, it can work. It can work. What's it just depends. Are you going to, are you going to survive the negative feedback from your, your already existing audience of folks who, you know, they're not going to like it. They listened to you when there was no music yeah. behind it. You're going to need to, right. you're, you're going to need to let those people different. leave and let the new people that like it come in. You just got to be able to weather the storm. So listen, when McDonald's tried special sauce, which what the, what is special sauce? Right. But it was new and they put it on the Big Mac. How many people said, why are you putting this special sauce on a hamburger? That's something my dad yeah. would have said, by the way, and he never would have bought that hamburger. It's delicious. Ketchup and mustard uh, but, and pickle. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> No special sauce for me. Yeah, exactly. So Todd and who? What was it? Todd and Taylor in the morning? Uh, Todd, Todd, Todd and Tyler. And Tyler. Is, yeah. Right. Here we go, everybody. Come on. All right. Woohoo. All right. So very fun. Well, you mentioned uh, businesses closing. According to our good friends at Google, uh, almost 20% of businesses fail within the first year. A whopping 18.4% of businesses fail in less than 12 months of being open. One in five businesses is predicted to fail within their first 18 months. Following the trend line, this business failure statistic rises to 36 or 30.6 after two years. So not everything, you know, you drive by and you go, wait, that used to be a Wendy's or that used to be, you know, whatever. And how does a Wendy's fail? Like they've got tons of advertisement. They've got, everybody knows what you're going to get. And, you know, at least in my case, there's, there's one in our town, the closest one to me, I do not use because the inmates are running the asylum and it's, the inside is gross. You're lucky if you get just bad service. I'll just leave it at that. So, um, are you talking about a Waffle no, House? But here's a, uh, here's a good answer. <laughs> SP coming up with a great bumper sticker. Uh, the least crowded genre is the one that hasn't been invented yet. Uh, be yeah, creative yeah. and serve the listeners. If I get an, if, uh, oh crap, what's the name of the sticker mule? If sticker mule has another sale on t-shirts, I'm going to get one that's like hashtag serve first. Cause that's really what it's about. So, um, well, what's that that quote from uh, the one of those Wall Street movies? I forget which one. He says, "You can be first. You can be oh, what you can be what first or first, best. No, best or cheat, something like yeah. that." And he's like, "I'm not a cheater, and it's just easier to be first. So he was. It was. It was. Um, you know, one of those. I think th there is a lot to being first into something. Now, it doesn't mean. There's there's been lots of businesses that were first that didn't end up being the market leader in those things, but but it certainly is it, it gives you an advantage going in and, and going first. Listen, there's more failures than there are success. That's just the way it goes. In in I'm I'm going to talk to myself on this one. You got to be okay with failing every once in a while, trying something and failing and scrapping it and oh. saying well now. Well, um, Daniel says, I remember when Pod News added music in the background, it was during a time that Apple Podcast categories were all messed up, and I thought James did it to emphasize the urgency, and now you're absolutely used to it. Yeah, I totally forgot. They didn't used to have to have money, but talking about failing, last week, if you didn't listen, uh, Jim had, had a heart out, and I was like, you know, I'll just do like the last 20 minutes by myself, and I remember thinking, wait, the last time you tried to do a show by yourself, you told yourself, don't ever do that again. And what was interesting about it is if you're going to do a solo show with a chat room, first of all, kudos to the chat room who who kept throwing me stuff. 
But I listened back to that and I don't think I took a breath. I was really apparently uncomfortable with dead air. And if you listen to Jim Rome, as he's trying to figure out what to say next, you hear this. And you, and you have to be okay with that. You'd be like, all right, Baltimore is doing the thing and quarterback and blah, 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 millions of dollars. Okay, Taylor Swift, football. Meanwhile, over here, and I, I just, I was like, did I breathe? It was like, okay, Gary said this, and then the thing, and then right. Uh, Tom said this, and I'm like, holy cow. So I think your voice, your the tone of your voice went up. Yeah, too. it was like when you and I are talking, it's pretty normal. But when you went alone, like, yeah. like the tone yeah. just picked up. A and I was bit kind too. of like, yeah. all right, if I ever try that again, which I probably will somewhere along the line, I'm like, ah, let's give this a shot. I will, I will have to remember, like, breathe little, you know. And and let let the silence be yeah. okay out there, you know. Just just it doesn't matter. You can, by the way, you can go in and edit that in the in the post show. So right, exactly. It, it doesn't matter live. People, I think, are a lot more forgiving with live silences than they would be listening to it. So you can go in and either programmatically take it out or take it out yourself. Just see it on the waveform and cut it right. One one of the things I love about um, uh, Audacity, Alphonic. Oh. No, Auphonic is they've got that. I would, that's the one I was thinking of. Audacity is easy to see it or any of those. But if you want to do it in your video, they've got some ability to take those things out and then they remix the video for you. So it's it's kind of cool. Um, uh, not kind of cool. It's David's good recognition. You, what you just did, I don't. I think a lot of podcasters are afraid to do, which is one, go back and listen, <laughs> and then two, say. Yeah, I didn't really nail it. Yeah, you know, it was it was okay. Uh, it was okay. It's it's why I don't like to do solo shows because I I need someone to fill in my gaps for me. I need some time for someone to bring up new things or whatever. And I'm not good at it either. And but if you practice it, if you do it again, which is, I think you said you're going to do, you'll be better the next time. Or you might be worse because you overthink it the third yeah. time, and then you, you right. But you won't know until you try. Yeah, I don't know that I would do 90 minutes solo. That would be, that's insane. Oh, With a live audience. I, yeah. I just rather get a root canal. <laughs> I'm going to go to the <laughs> dentist and have them give me a root canal. No, Novocaine. Yeah. Uh, I just, yeah, that's not, that yeah. would not be my favorite. It's still not my favorite. I get a little anxious thinking about doing it. Um, doing yeah, it well, and, so. and Todd says here as we start to wrap up, it was an info explosion, and he goes, actually, I didn't really mind it. Yeah, actually, Todd sent me a thing after. He was like, man, there's a lot of knowledge in those last 20 minutes. I was just like, and moving on, next, it's have this and that. And yeah. Uh, you got the guy You got the guy who distracts you out of the way, <laughs> you know. No, um, <laughs> and, and luckily, I had a lot of questions set to, to answer, and they were throwing me stuff, too. Okay. So, um, yeah, the in fact, you nailed it, Jim. There are three ways to make a living in this business. Be first, be smarter, or cheap. And then there's, what's the other one? No, cheat. Yes. Yeah, don't be cheat. Yeah. Not cheap, but cheat. And he says, I'm not a cheater. It's, it's just easier to be yeah. first. Well, but then there's the That's other the, saying, oh, uh, it can be good. It can be faster. It could be cheap. That's where I thought you were going with it. Have you ever heard? I mean, yeah, you can yeah, only yeah, pick yeah. one. And yeah. that is very yeah. true. Uh, that it can be, you know, when you're going to do something. Well, isn't it two or three? Isn't it good, good, faster, cheap? And, uh, in, in oh, yeah, and you can two. only pick yeah. two. Yeah. Cause that's it. Yeah. Cause it could be good and fast, but it's not going to be cheap. It could be cheap and fast, but it's not going to be good. Yeah. That's it. Yes. Thank right. you for that. So, 
And then the other saying is you can no quotes or just slaughter <laughs> them as you're saying them. <laughs> Which is what we specialize here at Ask the Podcast Coach. So, man, that went quick. Um, stay warm. We're, if you're on, uh, I know it's getting chilly here in the U.S. It's really odd when you hear them like, oh, yeah, I was on the beach today and it's in February. Like, oh, wow, well, okay, that's it's warm on that side of the planet. So, uh, Jim, what is coming up on TheAverageGuy.tv? It took a week oh, off. That's right. And so I always encourage I encourage to do this. I encourage my listeners to catch up on the weeks I do that. I just say, hey, look, we're, we're not doing a live show. Go catch up on the ones you missed. And they always say thank you. So taking a week off, not a bad thing. Try it sometime. You might like it. Yeah, on the School of Podcasting, I have a bunch of interviews in the can, and that's when it dawned on me that this is the last uh, episode of the month. And so I have the question of the month, which was, again, we, we asked Jim, like, what do you... What do you use to capture stuff? And if you want a little promotion for your show and you answer that in the next three hours. Uh, so if you get that to me by, say, three o'clock, Saturday, October 28th, uh, that's when I'll start working on that. Actually, I'll work on the show tomorrow, but that's where I start harvesting the answers. Uh, schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. Now, if you have a question for this show, just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash ask. And because uh, you're like, Dave, you guys are live at like four in the morning my time. Yeah, I get that. So you can always send them in and we'll be happy to answer that. And uh, if you want a big shout out, the easiest way to do that, become an awesome supporter at askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome and um, it helps support the show. And don't forget to, you, have you heard about this? If I say like, uh, li- what is it? Like, subscribe, like, and if you say smash the bell, according to Bandrew, Something in the video is going to go wacky, and the like the the button vibrates oh. or something. It's yeah, really? that's what he said. They're going to start animating the button. So smash the bell, like the bell, whatever it is, you know, like, subscribe, like, subscribe, smash and the smash that exactly button. it. So we'll see you next week. Have a good weekend. <laughs>